Coming up, Matt talks about stadium hockey, and I talk about Cuban baseball masterclass. The topic was donated by someone we know very, very well. Wasn't very much you win. Very nice cross gun. All that wonderfulness. Episode 46 is next. Konnichiwa. This is New Vocal. Shalom. This is Matt Cohen. Welcome to Big Lens Fast Shutter, where we demystify the world of sports photography. And if you have forgotten, and I know you haven't, it is never too late to send a couple of bucks our way, since this is a hundred percent user-funded audiovisual entertainment. Please click on the PayPal donations link on our website, which is www.biglensfastshutter.com. To show us how much you love us, because we are here to make you a better sports photographer, and we go to news. News here at news. When we bother to push the recording button, both Ryu and I will tell you our best and worst shoot of the previous month, and we talk about ourselves because we are experts in shooting sports with large crowds in the background. Yeah, because we, I think it's the most important thing in sports photography is to be able to shoot、um, big crowds in the background. Yeah, between amateur and more、um, crowds in the background, the better it is. You can start because you had a busy March. And my month since the last time we recorded,、uh, shot a lot of hockey. So those are my best shoots. I shoot the San Jose Sharks, and they take care of photographers. That allows us to get good shots. So. Uh, had a pretty successful season shooting hockey. Ironically, the worst shoot of my month was also shooting hockey, and it was also shooting the Sharks. But it was the Stadium Series game between the Sharks and the Kings, and they did not play it at SAP Pavilion. They played it at Levi Stadium, where the 49ers play football. And if you can tell me why the NHL keeps doing this, I would love to know. So get in touch. Absolutely, the worst shoot I've had. It was really the first time that I've completely thrown in the towel in about seven years, and we'll get to more of that in a very special masterclass coming up. But yeah, best shoots hockey, worst shoot hockey. But now it's rodeo season. Listen,、um, I had a really good time in shooting in Cuba because I'm doing the、um, Caribbean baseball series, and this is the third year. And I got to go to my one of my you know、um, my bucket list country, which was Cuba, because I've always wanted to go there and shoot、um, baseball. Because we have like just you know just it's kind of like Brazil and 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 football. I was gonna say soccer. It's kind of like got that mystique to it, you know, Cuban baseball and everything. And what I found out was one of the worst countries in the world I could possibly have visited. The people are shit. Food is crap, and there's no internet. Good God! I mean, it's twenty first century, and I heard from my friend. Just as a bit of a side note, his friend went to.、Um, there's a lot of resorts in Cuba. I mean, they, people go there and they don't really go to Havana or any other place.、Um, and they said that even in the resort, you get an hour of internet Wi-Fi per day, and it's like you know dial-up network type of speed. So it's、uh, infrastructure is just terrible. But the, the shoot itself was really it was fun because the first time in the the since we started this whole series that. I've shot a baseball game, 
have to admit it's one of the most boring sports you can possibly shoot when it's in the, the actual game format because you are so far from the action and there's nothing else you can do about it because you kind of get close because you know they got this ball that's you know hard as a, a rock probably even harder than a rock and it's coming at you like at you know 800 kilometers per second if you get hit by your pipe just die and anywhere in the body you just die it's a very dangerous sport huh? and then and, and um and so that was that um i also shot i think that was my worst and the best and i also shot the figure skating um world junior championship in Tallinn in uh, estonia and that was also a bit shit because like those japanese i could get into but like the 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 gist of it is that Japanese media or Japanese medias, they do not want you to post images on social network sites such as Facebook or Flickr or uh, Tumblr or, or Instagram of Japanese. Oh, not just Japanese uh, figure skate, but like other, you know, like non-Japanese figure skate as well. Next time I go to any of these stupid, you know, figure skating things, I'm definitely not going to. Because if you're represented by Japanese media, this is what happens. So... I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to get uh, an accreditation through a Japanese media next time. I'll just go with freelance and I'll make a post as many as I want. We go to a very special masterclass. In masterclass, we pick a topic in sports photography and we serve it on a plate to your ears. You got something to say? Tell us at biglensfastshutter.com. And if you want to have more information on how to post comments or discuss uh, sports related uh, subjects, you can go to the uh, the link that's probably on our uh, website, or you go to Flickr.com and search for Big Lens Fast Shutter, uh, all four words, and you'll be able to find it. Now we go back to what we're going to be talking about, which is masterclass. And fortunately, I don't know, but you probably don't know what, what goes on when it, we have to, you know, record this. We have a really difficult time coming up with topics, especially on Masterclass, because we have done quite a lot. We've almost done 50 episodes, so you can imagine almost 50 topics, separate ones, on uh, Masterclass. And it's not something really easy to come up with. So sometimes we ask expert people who are better at doing this than we are, such as our wonderful producer, Rob. And he said, why don't you do something like this? Uh, he, this is word for word. The unexpected expectations once you got there and how you adjusted. And he also asked, how do you approach the athletes to get the okay to make these photos? Oh, us amateurs are uncertain how to get permission, especially on the close ups and private times. I think this, that could possibly be two separate masterclass. So let's just like go with the first one first, and then I think we might do that um, the second one next time, next month. So the unexpected expectations once you get there and how you adjusted. We could do example one, which Matt Cohn will tell you about his wonderful experience at the stadium, which is not for hockey. So Matt Cohn. So one of the themes, probably the main theme that we've been hammering for, like Ryu said, almost 50 episodes now is thinking and when you get an assignment or when you know that you're going to be shooting something that's when you should start thinking about it because you never know uh, how long it's going to take to come up with an idea or a plan or something you want to try or anything like that a lot of times you'll come up with a really good idea and then you'll show up 
and you realize, well, that's just not going to be possible. And sometimes that might be weather related. So instead of using a lot of gear and changing lenses a lot, if it's pouring rain, you're going to want to put your rain covers on and just shoot with what you can shoot with. So for this reason, I, I always bring more gear than I need. And, you know, that covers lenses that I might shoot and extra batteries and cleaning gear and things like that. Once you get to somewhere and you look at the shooting positions, your plan might go completely out the window. And an example I use of this is probably the first time I shot college basketball. The All the lenses that I brought were way too long. And I didn't think, oh, well, maybe it'd be good to have a wide angle lens here. And so I needed to back way up so that I could shoot with my 400 from the crowd and I had to kind of salvage that shoot because if I was shooting on the court, it would have been too long and nothing I could have really done about that. There are times when I go to a new arena and find out that the positions that they have for us, the background's really bad. So a good example of that is uh, shooting the National Finals Rodeo. Shooting from the stands is better because then you're shooting with the dirt as the background. So these are all adjustments that you need to make when you get there. And there's not really any hard and fast rule about it, but it really comes down to getting there early, trying some things out, seeing where they want you to shoot from, and then seeing where you can also shoot from. You know, if you're going to a game and you have a specific player that you're following around, um, you want to figure out where in relation to the light he's going to be and where in relation to the background he's going to be. And then adjust your plan according to that. If you are there and you want to try something, if you want to try, you know, shooting wide, you want to see what the best possible angle for that is going to be. Because if you're shooting wide and you can't get super close to what you're shooting, then there's going to be way too much in the background. It's going to be too busy and you're not really going to get the pictures that you're looking for. And sometimes you can move, but sometimes you also have to recognize I really don't want to waste this whole opportunity. I don't want to come out with nothing that I'm happy with. So maybe leave the wide angle lens in the bag and shoot with the longer lens and save what you were trying to do for a time where it's going to be more advantageous to you. But it all comes down to thinking. Don't try to force it. If it's not working, it's not working. If you think it's not going to work and you don't want to gamble on it, then rearrange and try something else. And that comes with thinking. It comes with walking around and looking and just shooting when there's nothing there and seeing what it looks like. Because until you really get to know the gear that you have, sometimes you really do need to shoot and then look at it and figure out what's going on. After a while, you'll get to know your gear better. You get to know your lenses and what they can do more. And then that'll contribute to better pictures. I'm probably going to since Matt kind of covered the um, the equipment angle of it, I'm just going to cover the, how to say, like more of the the planning part of it. You Because I, I just went to Cuba, you know, because I really wanted to like, um, I was feeling a bit, you know, lonely. And I thought the, the, the Latin, you know, the, 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 the just like the vibe of the, the Caribbean and the people like really would just, you know, cheer me up and everything. But I did actually shoot a lot of baseball. And... I think this is a third third year and I, I've I've kinda expected I've kind of learned to make my expectations more realistic. But at the same time like I had to really adjust on the fly um what to do. This was very apparent when it came to shooting portraits. And this is I'm just gonna do one because uh, the thing is like I know portraits last year has nothing to do with sports, you know, but 
I will go to do the sports thing as well, but this is also quite probably a bit interesting because you probably might have to at some point do, um, you probably have to do like some portraits, um, along with your sports photographs. So when you are dealing with very famous people, they've got no time unless you, you know, tell them in advance that, uh, you're going to give them time. They just don't really want to have, you know, deal with you in general. So you have to really be on your toes at all times. And if you have like certain, like for instance, like 15 minutes for an interview and a shoot, you're probably going to be able to actually shoot by like 10 seconds, you know, at the end, because interview takes up like, you know, 14 minutes and 50 seconds. And the 10 seconds you're going to have is going to work for a shoot. So what you really need to do is you have to get the shots whilst they're doing their, their interview. So, because you just blast away and just do whatever you can. And if you get lucky, you can then like, you know, take the person to a spot where you think uh will you know be a nice background and you can do your shoot but you have to do it very, very quickly and you can't really ask for seconds because you know they've got no time for you so that's the portrait part of it so now the actual sport part of it is more so to do with like i think we actually talked about this that you have a pre you have, you have a plan in your head we talked about this a lot though, and we, you do need to do this and more people should because i really don't see that you're doing a lot of this when i see your photographs there's no plan it's just there you get to the place and you start blasting away and what you get is you get basically nothing you get there's no no you know there's no thought into it and that's what you always say no there should be some thought into your photos and in most of them there's no thought into the whole thing so if you watch people who are you know who are in our group who we say like are very very good you see how they've planned a lot of their their photos in their head or when they see something, they say, oh, okay, I'm going to actually use this composition, this light, and I'm going to shoot it this way. Not like you see the action, boom, 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 and you start shooting, and there's just nothing to it. So a lot happened in Cuba. Um, most of it had to be with the, uh, the location and time and, you know, such things that I would actually have a couple of things that I wanted to shoot a particular thing because, you know, once you do a sport a couple of times, you, you can kind of, uh, start think, like, start thinking ahead, like, okay, I want to do this shoot, this shoot, this shoot, this shoot, this type of stuff, this type of action, whatnot. Once you arrive, you realize, like, oh, for instance, you know, dugout is way too far from the, the rest of the field or the light, like, there's no, there's a shadow covering the entire, um, uh, the, the, the baseball field. There's, there's no, you know, you thought it was going to be much, much more light on the field and that kind of stuff. So you need to, at that point, say, okay, you don't get caught up in the fact that you cannot do the shit that you wanted. You tell yourself, okay, I cannot do this, but I will then do that instead. So it's not like you need a plan B because plan B should be made on the fly, right there on the spot thinking, okay, now I'm going to do this instead. It's not one of those things that you can do. You can like, kind of like, I don't know, you can do it like immediately. Like you cannot learn it like now. And get it done. It's one of those things you have to go to a lot of shoots and you have to be able to think on your feet on the fly right that second. And the, the only way you can do this is, is, is through experience. So, and this is really what I really want you, a lot of you to do is that, that you should really take every shoot that you go to. Like, I think it probably might be better. You should actually do the planning thing first because I, we have not seen that much planning going on, but for people who are on the advanced scale, of the uh, the BLFS team, you really should start thinking like that. You should have plan in your head. You go there when it, the plan doesn't work out, switch gears and say, "Okay, you know, what? I'm gonna do this instead." And we like to see a lot more of that. I mean, you don't have to actually tell us you've actually you know switched gears and you've actually done a different shot, 
we, you know, I think you should, you know, know on your own what you're doing. You'll be a lot more successful because you'll be a lot more flexible. And this is sports and sports, nothing goes your way. You think they do because first things, I don't know, such as like, um, like a award ceremony after a team has won. Yeah. You know, because you're going to be celebrating. But what happens right after they actually get the medal or the trophy? You have no idea what's going to happen. You have to be on your toes because you're thinking, okay, after they give the medal, um, the, the, the players are all going to start going around the entire pitch and greeting the fans. Sometimes they don't do that. Sometimes just go back into the locker room. You know, that's what happens. So you need to have, at that point, say, when that happens, you need to be thinking like, now, okay, I'm going to do this instead. Something, yeah, you should be able to learn but very slowly and very gradually. And so as I was saying during news, there's also a time where you have to say this this isn't going to work. And I, you should try everything that you can to get to the point where you can get something usable. But you also have to recognize that your time is worth something. And if there's nothing to be had, then you know maybe it's time to either, I don't know, go into the crowd or go into the tailgaters or something like that. Had a definitely my worst ever professional photography experience shooting the NHL Stadium Series game, the Sharks and the Kings at Levi Stadium, where they put a hockey rink on the football field and didn't have enough holes for photographers. So people were shooting through the glass that ended up getting foggy because it was outside and it was warmer than the ice. And it was really funny. The NHL people, you know, kind of strutted around and they were like, oh, we have this new solution spray on the boards and they won't get foggy. And it it was foggy before the first whistle blew. So the positions around the ice were worthless uh, there were only a couple of holes, even though there was room all the way around the ice. They didn't cut enough holes in it. And then the elevated shooting position was uh, not high enough and way too far away from the field, which means that you had a terrible angle and it was way too far away. And there were people all the way around the ice, so no pictures. So what did I do? Well, I went up to the top and made some overall pictures because really the only thing that's interesting is how they put the ice and decorate the field for the hockey game. So I made some wide angle shots of the whole stadium with the ice in there, shot some fans and that's it. I did not make one single action picture of the game. There was nothing to be had. You're shooting through foggy glass, which is no pictures and you're shooting from a terrible, barely overhead angle that was too far away with people in the way, no pictures there. Uh, There was nothing that I could have done. No amount of gear, no amount of planning, no amount of ingenuity or anything like that would have uh, allowed me to get good game pictures. So at that point, you just have to say, you know what, this isn't this isn't it. I'm going to live to fight another day. You know, that's the worst case scenario, but you still should be able to get some pictures, whether it's, uh, you know, a landscape kind of thing of the whole stadium or like I was saying, the fan pictures, tailgating pictures, something like that, like something come away with something, but you also don't have to sit there and waste three or four hours on nothing. Planning can help you, but it only goes so far because there's curveballs all the time and you have to be able to recognize the situation's changed and then adapt to that. No, I mean, it really is like that. So I'm sure you'll tell us all about it because, you know, when you start um, putting up uh, photos on training ground or uh, you win, you'll tell us how much you suffered and, you know, how many mountains and rivers and, you know, 
how many crocodiles you've eaten when you actually got the particular shitty shot that you actually shot. And we always love to hear those stories. So with that, we will move on and uh, do something else that's far more exciting, which will be you win. If you're listening to this on iTunes, thank Apple and then rate us. Seriously, rate us. The higher we are rated, the more popular we are, and one day we might be featured as the top sports photography podcast. Seriously, go rate us. Um, and if you are interested in doing Training Ground, uh, we've got no information here because Training Ground has moved quite a long time ago to video. So it's a monthly uh, video cast that we do. And uh, for those of you who are interested in it, um, please go to YouTube and search Big Lens Fast Shutter. And you should be able to actually find us, or I think Training Ground, or probably actually both. Or you can actually like, uh, you can choose to search my username, which is Talksway, which is T-O-K-S-U-E-D-E. That's T-O-K-S-U-E-D-E on YouTube. And uh, if you want to join, there is a uh, Flickr, or, you know, our Flickr group page will have the a thread for training ground for this month and you can just put your photo in there follow the directions precisely and then you are going to be in not only is you win a monthly themed competition it is your chance to bask yourself in sports photography limelight listeners pit their photos against one another for a chance to enter the kingdom of blfs and of course win a t-shirt while you're at it even to play along pause this podcast now i don't think you really have to this time you should pause it. Well, paused. So, good. Now go to our Flickr group page, which is uh, flickr.com, and then you go and type in Big Lens Fast Shutter, and you'll be able to actually find one. And click on this month's You Win thread, which will be February 2015. Will you win? Find out now. Um, basically, no one's going to win. I've told Matt, like, you know, before we started recording this show, that it's You Win's really bad. Like, it's been bad so far. And we've done two, and it's just been dire. The quality's shit. People really don't seem to be trying very hard. So, we've made oh, we've made an arrangement. That I'm gonna stick with it until June. And if it still sucks in June, we're gonna probably we're gonna start uh, changing it. And i.e., we're gonna start adding themes to it as we did before because I think it feels a bit rudderless. All the photos, and not that any of them were any good last year because we didn't even have a grand winner i think it's it's most of it should be in training ground so we're going to do an impromptu training ground on this month's you win so we've got mr dachico where he has a photo of a guy and another guy shaking hats matt cohen i don't know i you know i like that he's trying a whole bunch of stuff and foc- focusing on uh, non-action, which he's been doing a lot lately, and that's good. But this is, you know, this isn't anything. Like, this is, if you were able to get closer, which obviously you can't because it's hockey, it would be one thing. But it's neither of the, you can tell that they're both smiling. You can tell that it's a nice moment, but the picture doesn't, it just doesn't convey that. Like, there's way too much thinking and not enough oh yeah, this is an awesome photo because it's just boring. There's nothing to it. Not, that's good. Me like, yeah, Matt's comment is good. Like, yeah, this is really, really, you can do a lot better than this. Really, really, I mean, it's really boring. There's nothing to it. There's nothing, 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 nothing to this moment. 
Um, and the composition is boring, lighting is boring, everything is boring. The same kind of goes to J-Rash, where I think they're looking at a phone, maybe? Because they're looking down at the hand? Or anyway, they're celebrating. It doesn't really feel like a celebration. Like, what? what's up with, like, they're, no. If... I want to be. I want to see celebration. I want to see like you know hands up in the air or crying or what if big massive hugs or whatever. It's something interesting. It's so not interesting. And J Rash can do a lot better than this. And is really below par his work. But this is one reason why like I told Matt like this is really shit like all you and stuff because. I mean, we expect a lot better, like, from all these people. And you deliver these kind of stuff. Yeah, we should. That's why we're doing improv to training ground instead. Matt Cohen, one shot beery. Uh, no. So, you know, this is, it's good. You know, I really, he's, he's taking our advice to heart. It's good to see somebody really stepping up and listening to what we're saying and really trying hard. And that's good. But, you know, it's over. It's over processed, and which is weird because it's over processed to get this look. Shooting into the sun is very difficult, and you really have to be um, you have to sell out like you have to say, This is what I'm doing. It's not the kind of thing where you're shooting other things and then you shoot into the sun and it all works out uh, because you're probably not going to be able to fix it. And what if you want a silhouette, you need to have a silhouette and you need to get the sky and the sun and whatever that needs to be properly exposed and then you need to let the foreground go completely dark but i guess you're trying to recover some of the shadow detail but there's there's no point in doing that because there's not going to be enough and it ends up looking like you put a haze filter on it or something like that so you have the sky blasted out, but then you don't even have a good black silhouette of the players. To top it all off, it's out of balance. You know, composition-wise, you didn't even get that. So you have, um, you know, the two guys in the middle and then the one guy off the right edge. And then you have all that space and then the light. You want that to be balanced. Like, you want to figure out a way that that composition makes sense so it's good that you were really low it's good that you knew that you weren't making a regular action picture but the exposure is off the processing is off and the composition as far as things being balanced in the frames way off yeah i I admire the ingenuity not really ingenuity but like your your willingness to do something new but you kind of have to execute it you know like i said we, we like we always say like effort doesn't get you anywhere in sports photography you know as the results do that's it um, Kevin, it's bad. Like, I don't know, this is really bad. Like, it's really bad. Like, all of them are so yeah. bad this, this, this month. Like, you cannot, like, this is so boring as well. Like, what is it? Because he's got the mouthpiece there? Because you've got, like, referees or, like, some other players in the foreground? Like, that's supposed to be interesting? Yeah, you need, what you need in this picture is emotion, uh, tension, something going on. It's, you know, again, we were saying this during training round. It's good that people are trying this thing where the subject isn't in the foreground. And that's good. You need to work on that. You need to practice things like that. But it's not enough just to get your subject in focus and then have some things in front of you out of focus. You, it still needs to be a picture. And while this one is composed better than the one on top, it's still, it's just boring. Like the, the, sky, the mouthpiece is not enough to make this picture like this guy would have to be bleeding or he have to be crying or he have to be like, Oh, come on. 
or yelling at the ref or something like that. Otherwise, it's just straight up boring. Like this could be this guy's profile picture on Facebook or whatever, but that's it. You know, it's just not it's just not an interesting moment at all. Bowden women's hockey. Yeah, I understand. It's it's a big moment. Then so like for instance, when I'm I'm, I'm shooting football, if someone scores and if that person comes my way, I've got enough in my head to say, okay, if he comes at this angle, well, I'll shoot like this. If he comes that way, I'll shoot. I mean, I, I, I try to, you know, because I'm trying to be ready for like, you know, if the, the, if the celebration is far away from where I am, I'll have like, okay, I can just shoot it this way. Celebration is close to me, I'll shoot it this way. Like I have, you know, different types of options in my head. And you have to be ready for it and you have to adjust. And especially like in, in things like hockey, where you really cannot see the person's face. I don't really even see the point of actually having it so wide unless you can see the arms up and everyone's falling onto the ice or like everyone going crazy. You can see in action with their hands and their legs what's going on. But here you look like what you look like you want to concentrate on the, on the face. And if this is as close as they were get, they were getting, it's to me, it's just not close enough. I don't see it you know I don't really see the expression and I wish it was a lot 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 closer you had a longer lens to do it and if that's not the case if people were finding onto the ice going crazy after the you know after the goal then I would have to go a lot wider this to me it's too much in no man's land where you're not wide enough you're not long enough and you get a really super average photo read I like this one I don't hate it. I wish it was a bit clearer what was going on. It would have been more interesting. That's my thing. And I wish the compose better as well. Not good. Crashes happen, but, you know, so the equivalent to this for what I shoot most of the time is a buck off. And there are lots of times where the rider goes the wrong way or out of the frame or behind the bull or he's facing away or something like that. Only the very good ones will come off right at me or, you know, he'll go head first or something like that into the ground. But this is like you're really far away, so you don't have the impact of it. That part is your fault. Like how far away you are and what lens you're using or whatever, that's your fault. The way that this guy is falling is not your fault, but it's still in your picture, so you have to manage it. And what do you want to see? Well, I want to see something that's very clear i want to see his body like in an x you know like the two arms going one way and the uh, or two arms going the opposite ways and the legs spread apart going and the the two skis like clearly defined and this it's just like a it's like a jumble everything is happening but it's really condensed instead of being uh expanded and reaching out towards the end so yes you got a crash but is that crash visually appealing does it have aesthetic value it just doesn't you know if you had been very close and you had been shooting with a wide angle you might have like if you had been lower to the ground you might have gotten a better angle on this aesthetic wise but it didn't happen from this far away with this short of a lens uh, against a completely white background it's just there's too much that's lost in the snow that's being kicked up for it to be an interesting picture and the last one is yeah, so these angles, like when you're shooting cycling, when you're shooting uh, people racing, when you're shooting uh, 
you know, like running racing or auto racing or whatever, this this angle, like I'm not going to say that there's never been a good picture from this like three quarter behind angle, but they are very few and very far between. Something really amazing needs to be happening for an angle like this to work. And that is not this. So yeah, it's good that you panned. It's good that you were shooting wide when you were panning. But what do we have? Well, a bad angle on the subject who's not doing anything interesting. It doesn't even really look like he's working very hard. It looks like he isn't in a velodrome. You want to stay to the inside and the you go to the outside to let people pass you or something. So I think this guy is, you know, out of it or letting people go by him because he doesn't have it to stay with them or something. And then you have the people who are going uh, probably faster, closer, but they're not composed well. You know, you're cutting them off oddly and you have a bad angle on them too. So this was not where you wanted to be shooting from if this is what you were trying to do. You want to be, you want them coming at you or at the very worst, you want to be right beside them. And if you're going to be shooting at this angle, something crazy needs to be happening. He needs to be looking over his shoulder at the guys behind him or something like that. Like something needs to really be happening for this to be a good picture. And not, none of that is happening here. And I also just posted a, what is it, like the slow shutter thing on, on Facebook because there was one guy on Nikon Rumors who did a post on how to do slow shutter. And it's not slow enough because, first of all, it's the, the background is still there. Like you can still see it. It's a really not a nice background, you know, like and you want this to be all gone. And the guy is not really doing anything. He's just kind of riding along. He's not really pumping his legs, standing up and pedaling or anything. So, boring stuff, not good. And that ends our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful you win where no one wins. And it's really weird because this month probably is one of the easiest months to win because no one was good. So, come on. Really? I need to really start inviting people yeah. you know, to do this because it's, it's shit. You have to be, as a sports photographer, know what's good and what's bad and what's up to par, what's not up to par. So, it's not good so then it's not good and you put in training ground and you put something that's good on you win because you want to win not you want to training ground it's not not this section it's not called you know let's training ground it's called you win to participate in you win go to flickr.com and search for our group big lens fast shutter which is four words um find the latest you win topic which should be like you win you know should be march 2015 for the next one although it's april already uh, follow the directions, post your pictures, and pray to God. Like God and like, you know, the gods that you like. Next month, it's uh same. There's no theme, so hopefully you'll put good photos next time. So there you go. If you came here looking for info on Training Ground, you are out of luck. We've moved it to YouTube, and therefore you get to see your rewards and punishments, mostly punishments, on video. Go to youtube.com and search for big lens fast shutter for separate words. Think we only say bad things about sports photography? You say we got no soul? Hell no. We're going to prove you wrong with time to hold your fellow sports photographer's hands as we tell you why a specific sports photograph makes us quiver with joy.
Um, we decided to um, go a bit wintry stuff. I don't know why, because it's April, so we should be doing spring stuff. But um, we came up with um, winter-themed cross-counter. And Matt Cohen will go first. We're coming out of the winter. And, uh, wow, we just spent 10 minutes on Sports Illustrated's website looking for good pictures. Not great, good pictures of the championship game. And I don't know how it's possible, but there weren't any at all. Shit. <laughs> it was depressing. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if the SI sent three guys, two of whom were some of the staffers that were let go recently. I don't know if they were shooting poorly out of spite or something, but well, that's probably the reason uh, why he got fired. Huh? It's such shit. No, that's not why. Horrible, they, horrible stuff. That was really bad. Bad, bad, very bad mm. from good photographers. So I don't know what. Anyway, so we did a search and we came up with some of these winter sports pictures. First one is you'll be able to see the links on our website under this podcast and cross counter. So this one is an overhead view of cross country skiers climbing a hill. And man, this is a good picture. So this is what we were talking about. And you win. If these guys were not in lines and if they were just, if this was flat and their skis were just under them in straight lines or whatever, it would be nowhere near as good a picture. But because they're organized into these three lines and all of them have their skis out in the, you know, pointing outwards, I don't know what that position is called, but then this becomes an interesting picture. And it doesn't matter that they're not all exactly lined up and it doesn't matter that they're, the angles are different in all of their, in all of their skis and some of them are crossed and some of them aren't. But the general pattern of the three lines and the general pattern of their skis going out and being directly overhead of all of it makes this a very good picture i like it as well i will look a make a nice wallpaper you know yes i love i love pattern so i'm a bit sucker for it and i think it's really really good mine is i wanted to choose something else but we decided this is actually quite good because we had a you was it you win last month was it no training Uh, training ground we did a couple of weeks ago, last week, and it was uh, there was a shot of cyclists and her goggle, her yeah, I guess it's called goggles, and you can see the reflection of what is you know going on. This is if you want to do reflection, this is how you do it, where you fill the entire frame with the reflection. That's the most important thing is reflection. You don't care about anything else. So if you see the other photo that we talked about, if you just go to, you know, youtube.com and look for the big lens fast shutter and look at the latest training ground, you will see that the, the frame took up the entire face. And we're not interested in a face. We don't really care about the face because that tells no story. There's nothing there. But as you can see over here, what is happening is what is happening on his goggle on his, you know, and you can see that he's going to go down the mountain now, you know? If you want to do reflection, make sure in anything, like it doesn't have to be just be like these goggle things or, you know, just make sure that you make that the main thing, the main focus of your photo, like not anything else, because the eyes have to go there. The rest of it, the frame and the goggles and uh, the nose and whatever, that's all just context. That's all just telling you you're looking at a reflection. The reflection is the picture. So you need to start with getting that part of it right. And 
having someone's face like in a semi-portrait or whatever that also happens to have a reflection in her goggles is not enough you can see the hill you can see the this not only this person's skis you can see the adidas logos on the gloves the tights you can see the writing on the skis and the track that the skis are going in you can see the skier who's next and you can see all these other photographers and i guess it's a video camera that's on the pole this is what you want right details the hill in the background and the um the lodge at the bottom trees with snow on them like this is what you're looking for so start out you know get as close as you can start out with the reflection and then compose around the rest of it and don't worry about having the whole face in there or if it's a building don't worry about having the whole building on there just show enough of the building to know what is reflecting all of this but focus on the reflection and that's it we wrapped it up very very nicely um if you're sick of all this niceness and you have the urge for some pain why not post your photos on training ground on Flickr? uh go to flickr.com uh type in big lens fast shutter and you will be taken to our group page where you will see a thread that says training ground and simply just go there and put your photos there and you'll be fine and with that we end the 46th episode of big lens fast shutter can't do this without you my beautiful listeners and obviously rob who provided us with masterclass topic even if you're not as evil as matt cohen please go to our facebook page and like us better yet do that and subscribe to our blog at biglensfastshutter.com so that you won't miss any of our latest and greatest hits and if you love us even more please rate this podcast on itunes and obviously if you have that dollar in your pocket please donate to us which is where you can actually find us and biglensfastshutter.com and there's a PayPal link. Click on that and put as much money as possible in there. Uh, To recap, Facebook, blog, iTunes, and donate. Rinse, repeat, love us more. See you next month.